Please listen carefully. Welcome to the Rick and Dodd Show. Two dudes, a podcast, and some laughs. Prepare to be underwhelmed. And away we go. I guess exciting news. What's that? Actually, haven't. Um, so, uh, I so as you know, I uh, work in I'm a site manager of a self storage place, mm-hmm. uh, which is just a, a fancy way to say that I sit around and Facebook all day. <laughs> um, and so, anyway, I had auctions, and okay. um. And generally, my say I do pretty well with making people pay, so I don't. I never have a lot of auctions. I've been there over a year now, and I think I've had a total of maybe thirteen, fourteen auctions. And mm-hmm. like, it's about an auction a month. Okay. Which um, the only reason there were so many is because they actually didn't. That's almost two years of auctions. Uh, because when I first started, they didn't do auctions there for the first six months. Okay. And they didn't, they had the company I work for didn't do auctions and the company before them had stopped auctions for like four months. So, um, which is insane, which is insanely low. So I had an auction and, um, someone came in and bought it and we were getting to talking and, um, it turns out he uh, is the dude that uh, he. We were talking about video games, of course, um, because that's the only that's the only safe topic I know how to talk to people <laughs> about. It's hard to it's hard to offend someone over their uh, their video game takes. Yeah, yeah, you know, um, and we were talking about that, but it turns out um, he uh, has a very large presence on Facebook. And, um, he runs the, the, the Facebook page called the NES page. Nice. And basically has like a hundred and twenty five thousand people that follow him on that. And we were talking about stuff and yeah, it was really cool. And, um, basically we were talking about stuff and, you know, he was, I, of course, you know, um, we were sitting there being two collectors, you know, whatever. And we were going on about stuff and we kept talking about, um, you know, wanting to do, you know, how there's no community. Like we were talking and it's crazy that, you know, a, he, you know, randomly walked into a storage unit, you know, like a self storage place to pay for an auction that he won, met another collector you know, who we had no idea was in the area. We live in, what, 15, 20 minutes from each other. Which is even crazier because... And Durham is the guy who, apparently, uh, he was telling me, and Durham is the guy who uh, founded Nintendo H. Which, okay. at the time, and that's in the, in the early aughts, which was like the end-all, be-all collector's form. Back mm-hmm. when forms were possible. Or not possible, but when the forums were popular, more of a thing than they are now. So, or more ne- necessary. Yeah, so, so anyway, um, long story short, it looks like I'll basically be a, um, I almost want to say like a, almost kind of like a contributing editor. Nice for for that. So, um, I figured. 
so uh, I figured that would act, that's actually be really cool um, to actually have an audience that's that large. Yeah. Um, and just kind of having and, it fall into your lap for lack of a, a better thing. I mean, not that you yeah. haven't, you know, been in that space and kind of there, but you weren't actively looking for it either aside from just yeah. kind of staying up to date on everything. Yeah. So, um, there's a, uh, idea that I was kind of pitching to him for a podcast to do. Uh, yeah. So that was, that was, that was a fun thing. So, um, maybe we'll get more, more listeners just by, uh, <laughs> So, some more stragglers. Yeah, just buy a, um, uh, a little bit of crossover there. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that'll be fun. Um, I'm excited now because I can, like, um, we were basically talking about it, and I'll just, I'll basically just have, like, a, a featured section um, of, of the website. So, um, which is actually going to be pretty cool because now I can, like, ask for press passes and people can't fight me. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, uh, yeah, so that'll be, that'll be actually really nice. Um, and maybe you'll make doing some of these panels a little bit, uh, a little, a little easier. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. I've got an article that I've basically been working on. Um, and it also can see if I can test out my weird, um, Eddie. So one of the things I've been kind of working on over the, I've been, I've been kicking around, I don't think I, I, we've talked about this, but I've been kicking around, um, maybe, maybe we have, but I've been kicking around an idea of um, sort of putting together like a whole bunch of like personal essay kind of stuff mm-hmm. and uh, basic, focused on uh, pop culture and nostalgia because once again, those things are <laughs> safe to <laughs> safe to expose other people to. <laughs> Um, and I, this would actually be a pretty good way to, um, sort of test the waters to see how receptive people would be to that. Um, so, I mean, that'll be cool. It'll be a a large audience. Um, and we'll, most importantly, I'll be able to meet actual other collectors. Yeah. um, That's a big thing. Which is actually, yeah. Um, because we were talking about it and it was crazy we were we were talking about it and it's like we were all literally doing all this collecting stuff just by ourselves right unsure of how many other people are in the area you know and i mean look i mean well guys i told them like well nobody's eating anybody's lunch i'm like i mean i'm like i'm finding stuff but You know, and you know, he's fighting stuff. So, you know, and I know those others in there. I'm like, are there other people that are just getting the dregs? Yeah, we were basically talking about how, you know, every you, you feel really isolated because there's not a place you can go to, you know, you, you can't go to a place and just say that you collect games. And the other thing is, too, is that because it is a niche hobby and, you know, it, that's going to be really fun. Um, I'm hoping to get some stuff up there soon. Uh, I'm hoping to actually get started on um, that podcast soon, um, which will basically just end up being um, just interviewing game collectors, kind of finding what sort of like a mix of uh, WTF and Inside the Actors Studio. Nice. And uh, that's kind of what I was going for, because no one's any doing anything really like that. And um, through those conversations, I think you can learn a lot about 
collecting and, and learn a little bit more about people too. So, um, that'll be exciting. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm going to see if he go, he'll go and actually just make me a mod on the Facebook, on the Facebook page. Um, and, uh, you know, do that and get that all started. So, uh, that'll be fun. Be big. Nice. And, uh, so, I mean, there's been, there were some other, I mean, big, more eventful kind of video game related stuff that's happened in kind of the interim since we last spoke as well. So, mm-hmm. uh, I, I mean, a couple of announcements that I had made note of um, and a couple of, of questions that I've been saving up to, to ask you. Uh, but uh, kind of the first question I have, which aside from feeling physically old makes me feel mentally old and kind of makes me feel like the dumbass congressman in the videos that are going around right now asking the CEO of Google how to operate their phones. But (laughs) what is it with Smash Brothers? What is it about Smash Brothers that makes it such, such a thing? Because I feel like the guy asking him if Google knows where... I'm, I'm, am I over here or am I over there? And that's what I feel like when I'm playing Smash Brothers, where I'm just in a room full of young kids and they're beating up on grandpa. So uh, that's me actually playing Smash Brothers because I'm fucking, I'm trash. Uh, (laughs) That was good. That was going to be my PG 13. This is going to be my attempt at a PG 13 uh, broadcast. (laughs) Didn't even make it. Well, I made it. How long? Well, it wasn't bad. You get one (laughs) F bomb and a PG 13 rating. So. So, um, yeah, 13 minutes. I think that's a new record for me. So, um, I don't think I've gone that life ever since I've been able to talk. I don't think I've gone that long without swearing. I'll answer your question here, but let me tell you this first diatribe. So my first word, so, um, my first word was actually sugar shit. Interesting. That, I mean, just a Um, random combination of, of words that I would, would not have expected. So that's what my aunt basically, whenever she would, that's like, she would basically swear. Okay. That's like, that's like her, that's like her go-to swear word. So apparently as the situation, like, of course my mom did not write that in the baby book. This is something I found out later. Uh-huh. Um, Cause she was like, your first words are mama, which is lame, <laughs> which is, which is lame. But like, if like, if you know me and like, obviously our listeners, you know, get a little bit knowing me. Like I, I do not sound like someone's first words would be mama. Yeah. Right. You know, and but apparently my aunt was watching me. I was in the high chair being a stupid fucking baby and um, doing whatever babies do, uh, probably trying to figure out object permanence. And my aunt was making something and she messed up and she basically was like, ah, oh, sugar shit. And apparently that's what I repeated. Um, so, yes. So my first word was basically basically shit so um which explains so much <laughs> um but smash bros um that was a fun little donald fact for uh that'll be on the test that'll be on the final exam once we have uh, a, a scavenger hunt then for the podcast <laughs> i can go in there yeah so um so smash bros so i have never been now this is weird i own almost every iteration of smash bros except like one or two okay um and i don't like smash bros like that right like i i've never been really into it i get it like i 
the the I had it. I like the the version that I like is the one that everybody hates, which was the one for the Wii. Okay, I liked it because it was simple and there was dumb characters and there was a story mode, and so <laughs> and uh, the highs and lows of Donald. So for when Smash for the Wii U came out, I was one of the eight people that bought us a, a Wii U. Um. And I even made sure to get the GameCube adapter and all that, so and had enough controllers to play it, so everybody could play. Uh, I could not get people over to that over to where I was staying at that time for the life of me to actually play Smash Bros. So like, I went and did a whole bunch. I did like a huge spread, like release day. I went and picked out the game. You know, I picked up the stupid cardboard wrestling belt that they were doing as like a promo uh-huh. item instead of a poster. I made brownies you know got beverages had that and i could not get a single fucking person to come over and play smash and i was like so i just sat there and was like i played you know i played a little bit and was like that's neat and just like left like put up all the food and just like did something stupid that night Mm -hmm. and you know you know after i ate like half a pound of half a pan of brownies but like um and like yeah so i was like okay so like I don't have that experience of like playing smash with other people because like I've hardly ever had the opportunities. Like I've played smash with other people, you know, but I, it's never like that. So I've never understood the fondness. So, um, with ultimate, when ultimate got announced, I was like, you're not getting me again. And, um, you know, I was like, you're not getting me again. New smash bros. I'm going to wait till you're cheap and I'll buy you just to say that I have you, yeah. which, you know, little cheap is different, you know, like 20, 30 bucks or whatever versus the 60. Uh, and then the game awards happened and they announced DLC for, they announced deal, a DLC fighter for smash bros. And I went crap. Like I have to get this. And who is that? The, the protagonist from persona five. Oh, okay. And I was just like, like I was so ready just to like tell this game to go sawed off eat my shorts you know and then i saw the news and i was like hi caramba so all right so that's my level of Sim- simpsons references for uh for today so um i mean it's I pretty much anytime i see anything like with cloud <laughs> from final fantasy 7 i'm like do i really need to buy this i i know it's just a cash grab and they know they're going right for my wallet and that's why they're doing it but do I really need this? And so like, I think I've successfully like fended off all of that with a stick so far. So, uh, yeah. but I, I may be checking out just, uh, the new, whenever the next kingdom hearts comes out and then going back to check out all the other ones and a lot of that stuff, just mm-hmm. because I'll have a lot of time on my hands where I need to kill a couple of hours in the middle of the night. And I probably won't need to do anything. I'll, I'll put it this way. I'll, want to be doing stuff that won't have any long-term permanence either uh, on social media or my bank account. So uh, old school video games seem to be the best way when I'll be up in the middle of the night keeping check of things. Yeah. Um, My, uh, yeah. So Joker is basically that character for me. Um, And because uh, considering I didn't even get any Persona 5 merch while overseas, um, like realistically, like my new buy, like I was going to be the dummy that bought the, the stupid rhythm game, Persona 5 rhythm game that came out the same day as, <laughs> as, as Smash. Right? And I was sitting there, I was like, okay, well, if I'm going to get this, maybe I'll just get Persona Dancing all five. Oh, whatever. I'll get my little wee bond. Nobody will know, 
you know. But then that got announced. I'm like, well, if everybody else is going to get it, I'll get it and and work on it. So um, I picked it up and I played through it. So uh, they there's like 74 characters right now. Uh, when you boot up the maybe you have a grand total of eight that are accessible. Uh-huh. And uh, which sucks. So I've been having to play through. There are two ways you can. There are several ways you can unlock them. Playing with other people, which is not possible for me since I do not have friends, and uh, or play the single player story mode that they really touted. And I was like, okay, well, I, I'm the one that liked the, the the story mode from before, and maybe I can unlock people and have fun, and and this will be good. It's fucking terrible. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. It is the most arduous task I have done related to video gaming in the last ten or fifteen years because I've not played something that has been so disrespectful to my free time mm-hmm. than that War of Light story mode, and where it's basically. Basically, almost like the was it not Grand Theft Auto Three, but it may have been Vice City. I think where basically it's like you're going to work inside the game where you need to eat, you need to work out, you need to do X, Y, and Z. It's like mm-hmm. well, all you're doing is just recreating the real, like the shittiest parts of the real world in this video yeah. game, as opposed to me wanting to come in and you know steal a car and drive it off of a pier or something like that. Yeah. So Shinmu, Shinmu is another one of those. Within the first hour and a half of playing Shenmue 2, I got robbed, <laughs> had to get a job, and started working down at the docks. <laughs> and I, I played and had this old guy just constantly yell at me because I kept missing the, the button press timings. Because the timing's weird. The, the timing the timing was weird. It was I think I was pressing too fast. But and then I played I played, I was like, okay, maybe this isn't the game for me, right? Um we're we're just not gonna find out who killed Riel's file uh, father, um, after all. So, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, where, uh, so that was basically what. Um, so, when you start the story mode, which is called War of Light, you only have one playable character within that mode. Okay. So that means you have to unlock 73 other characters before to be able to use them in this in the regular smash mode. So those eight characters that are already unlocked, you have to go and waste your time unlocking. Yeah. So which adds about two to adds about maybe four hours of gameplay to that mode. Um, the story is about as thin as uh, I don't even know. <laughs> I was going to say as thin as my journalistic inte- my journalistic integrity. <laughs> um, but um, like it's super grindy. At the beginning, of, the beginning of the game is way too tough. Like the first like eight hours of the game are impossible, almost impossible, mm-hmm. even on easy. Because um, I'm also not good at Smash. Like. Um, you know, I can do stuff and this and that, but I'm not very good at it. I never spent it. Like I literally hadn't played smash in three years. You know, it was like, I owned it. It just sat on a shelf 
and then somebody would like drag, you know, like, uh, you know, drag over to the Wii U and be like, oh, you bought a Wii U? Let's play some Smash. Mm-hmm. And then they would just destroy me. I'd be like, cool. Like, this was fun. Yeah, that's like, usually hey, my experience where I uh, I most recently played uh, when I was living in Cary with uh, the rest of those guys there. And that was the Wii U version mm-hmm. where we would play and then I would die in five minutes and then the match would still keep going between the other three of them for another 25 minutes. So it's like, Oh, this is fun. Uh, yeah. Woman, got anything you want me to clean? Uh, need any errands to run? I can go <laughs> to Harris Teeter and come back. Uh, anything else? Yeah. Cause it's going to be a while before I know you guys are done. So, uh, this is, this yeah. has been real good. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I, uh, yeah, so I've been playing through playing. I was playing through War of Light mode, and I actually kind of just gave up. I unlocked sixty six characters. Um, so so you like still put a shit ton of time into it. Cl- yeah, yeah, I did, and I was just I was not. And this is the thing: when I sit down to play a game, I expect to have some kind of fun, mm-hmm. right? I wasn't having fun. Like it wasn't fun to do what I was doing. And have to sit there and be like, okay, well, I have to, because you have to go through everything because you don't want to miss any unlockables because you want to have all the characters and all the stupid shit so you don't have to go back through and do this super, super lengthy, useless task. Now, I'm not saying all the characters needed to be unlocked, but Subspace Emissary was fine. It was like maybe 10 hours at most. Like, that was fine. No one's, that's what people expect from Smash, and then they can go and have fun. And like, you know, I didn't want to sit there. Like, I didn't want to sit there and do that. I actually played. Uh, I played. Um, uh, I guess a YouTube friend, uh, your player too, uh, he was streaming it last night and basically opened up a lobby so anybody watching a stream could basically go and play and we could all play Smash. Yeah. And um, yeah, so I played last night, but that was like the first time I played Smash with other people in like three years. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't get it at all. And, um, I, you know, kind of wish that I understood it, but I don't get it either. Like I own it, but it's a game that I buy because like under the assumption that I'm going to play it with other people. Yep. And then, you know, if you sit down and go, Hey Donald, what would like, if I had went back and played instead of playing smash stone during my snow day on Sunday, or, you know, playing that that Saturday, I could have played L.A. Noir. I mean, L.A. Noir is not not a great game and I it has a lot of problems, but at least I would have gotten kind of like it would have hit a fix. My like procedural cop drama fix, <laughs> um, which I don't know why I have in the first place. Um, but, you know, or I could have played Golf Story or I could have played one of the other literal thousands of games that I own. And you know i just uh i don't know like i got it it was like fun playing and everything but i'm not good i've never been good at that game i'm not good at video games in general like um i play the my that time actually would have been better spent just grinding away for pokemon and like pokemon let's go Uh Um, and even that game has kind of just lost its appeal for me because I was supposed to play my roommate and my roommate has substantially more free time and then proceeded, my roommate proceeded just to grind through the entire game and like 
over doubled my playtime in like a week. Yeah, that's usually been my experience too. Where again, I'm not fast enough to do a lot of the action games and the real time games. Hence, like I haven't really followed or kept up with Final Fantasy 15 because of that. But then also like the games that are grindy, like I don't have enough time to keep up with the super grindy people. Mm. So anybody else I would be playing, they would be like three times as far ahead as me, or they would end up having like multiple other characters to now go in and do whatever they wanted with. And then I would just be waiting on, or that like I would be so far behind. So it just ends up being such a, a clusterfuck either way for me figuring out how to find games I enjoy, but we'll get back to that in a second after this. Yeah, so I actually, speaking of that, I did a little bit of Black Friday shopping because it's been a while since we talked. I actually did pick up Final Fantasy XV, Titanfall 2, and uh, Horizon Zero Dawn Complete Edition because that was $10. Brand new. So uh, I've I tr- I bought that game for twenty bucks, traded it in for twenty five, and it just didn't. I was like, because I played a little bit and was like, okay, not super for me, and then traded it in, and um, yeah. So, but I picked it up again for ten bucks because it had all the DLCs. So I was like, okay, that's pretty good. Uh, and then Final Fantasy fifteen because I did want to uh, test it out. I actually, I've actually bought like uh, six PS four games. I picked up uh, Infamous. Because uh, that was like four bucks. It was actually brand new for four bucks. Okay, I, I was trying to remember the cover for that one, and I think I remember it. Yeah, Infamous Second Son, because I think the first Infamous is on PS3. Yeah. Uh, I picked up the Final Fantasy action platformer with like the cards or whatever. Like you throw cards or some shit. Yeah, or yeah. Like, yeah. I picked up that because that was four bucks. And what was the last game? Uh, Assassin's Creed Syndicate, because the game that I wanted. I was like, hey, GameStop, do you have the case? And he kind of just scoffed at me. He was like, well, what you see there is what we have. And I'm like, okay. Well, because I wanted to play Brothers, which was a night. It was a weird action platformer where each analog, stri- you could play basically two players or whatever, or two players would basically share a controller to do stuff in unison. Mm-hmm. thought it was kind of cool, whatever. Old indie game. I figured it'd be fun, but fuck me, right? So. Um, I ended up getting Assassin's Creed for $4 and I just added to the pile of Assassin's Creed games. Like I'm never going to play. So, um, but yeah, so I don't get smash. I, I never, I never have. I, um, it's been tough finding games that I really like. Um, like I was super spoiled last year. Um, game wise a partly because of the amount of free time that i had had but b because it was a very good year for games last year um where i was fortunate enough to spend a lot of time playing breath of the wild which was really good and of course persona 5 which was really good and uh the indie titles were you know they were pretty good too so um but because of my aversion to buy media to digital media there's titles out there i'm finally getting around to like happy. yeah finally like just I'm now gonna... getting to based on them being cheap enough in their physical form as opposed to never getting a, a break on the, the you know digital form yeah so um you know like undertale like i'm finally getting around to undertale because it's out on the switch and i can order a physical copy for double the price of a physical copy or excuse me, double the price of a digital copy. It's like fifteen bucks digital or thirty bucks. 
So or thirty bucks physical, and I'm like, I'll just get the physical because it's a popular game. I'll probably end up liking it. Um, there's another one, the night something. Uh, there was a a game I actually really was ex- I really wanted to try that was a digital game, um, that I hope, uh, um, I hope comes to console and made me actually sad I didn't have a, a gaming PC. But the premise I can't remember the exact name of it, but the premise is like you're you work for like an you're an insurance adjuster and have to like figure out who's at fault and like this mystical pirate world pirate world. So that was actually pretty cool. I heard about it on a on a podcast. I was like, oh man, that seems really good. Um But yeah, I just haven't sat down and the the more the more and more I think about it, the more and more like I'm starting to like last year I came totally came out of that retro bubble and like everything that I experienced was like not was like not retro. And I was like, oh man, I can do modern games again too. And then sort of it sort of got a little cold and started to to, to invert again uh <laughs> this year. Um I haven't bought a modern game this year and been like really excited. I mean I bought I don't think limited run game count because the game i was most excited about from them was actually night trap mm-hmm. and uh which was a release of like an old old fmv 90s game anyway so i think they're doing double switch too but um yeah i'm driving our listeners wild they're like look at all these weird games he knows about um so it has data plato i mean that's that's a oh, that's interesting yeah yeah um i so i have a data plato trading card because when limited run, they uh, whenever they do a limited run of a game, you get the game sealed on physical and in, in physical form, a trading card, and then uh, a proof of purchase is what they send you, and you could redeem the proof of purchases for whatever free games generally, or if you want a fucking sticker, you get a sticker. So I have anyway. When I ordered the when I ordered Night Trap, I made sure to order trading cards of Dana Plato. So they were doing for prints from like screenshots of the game. So, um, but yeah, I was going to try and use them as angel tokens. Nice. Yeah. That, that those will be effective uh-huh. there. Yeah. <laughs> um, so but yeah, so I've actually been more, oh, yeah, I, I was just going to make a transition there. So going from a games that either just came out recently that again, apparently both of us, uh, have a hatred for uh to one that uh i'm very excited for aside from the very shitty announced trailer that they did um which was mortal Kombat 11 uh so that's one that i'll definitely be be digging into uh i i loved mortal Kombat x and then just the all the stuff that they have around there and obviously the same engine is used in injustice uh but that's one that uh, i'm definitely looking forward to uh but the the question I had for you on this one is that's actually coming to the switch as well. So I didn't know what your recommendations would be on getting that for the switch versus the Xbox. Okay. So, um, so disclaimer, I love the idea of Mortal Kombat. I love the idea of injustice. Uh, I played injustice too could not figure out the controls properly uh, because of the the way that move system is. Because um, 
when I think it was now it's been a while. So this is really just me being old man yells at cloud and there's number three Simpsons reference. Um, but they changed that the way they would do the special moves in Mortal Kombat years and years ago. I want to say around Mortal Kombat. Uh, there was a Mortal Kombat that came out on the like 360 and PS3. And I know they changed. I think that's when they changed the special moves from the arcade. Because the Mortal Kombat games before then, basically from the arc that were like on, you know, like PlayStation or Sega. Um or anything like that, or they were they they had the original arcade controls, and then Mortal Kombat did that thing where it was like conf- was a confused teenager and did like a whole bunch of like action adventure games, mm-hmm. unlike the PS2. And then when they released an official Mortal Kombat again, um, they were uh, they they changed all the controls to that the engine that they used also in Injustice. So, um, you know. As I tell people, I'm only going to learn how to shoot a fireball once. <laughs> and I knew how to shoot him with Ryu. And I knew how to shoot him with Liu Kang. And then they changed how you shoot them. And I went, nah, we're done. So I haven't spent a ton of time with them. Uh, but I can tell you the notable differences between the two versions are probably going to be graphical power. Um, and it depends on what they'll simplify down for the... Um, for the switch, um, uh, there have been games where, uh, it's the first console that I've had. Well, I guess I'd have issues with the Xbox with this original Xbox 360. Uh, but there's frame rate issues in a lot of their games, um, depending on, um, how they do that. I think Mortal Kombat portable being portable is actually super cool and super, super awesome. Um, so that's def- that's a huge plus for me is the portability or the option for portability. Mm-hmm. Uh, for Xbox One, I don't know. Uh, you have an original Xbox, yeah? Uh, yeah, I don't have what is what. It's the One X. Yeah, I, I don't have a One X. I just have an Xbox One. Okay, so um, so you'll be losing a little bit graphically, but you're not going to be losing as much. Apparently, like the One X and the Pro run stuff crazy crazy better um which i've actually seen the i've actually seen it with the pro uh when i was playing persona 5 uh, last summer uh i actually play that every possible every conceivable way and it did look a little better which is fine but if um, i want if i wanted like if i wanted to get my graphics boner i would be playing it on pc and not really worrying about it fair. so like that's not yeah. really a problem yeah um i would Overall, honestly, I would probably recommend the Switch just for the portability. Um, I don't think they'll cut content. Um, if you don't have a memory, if you don't have the extra memory, I would probably just go and get the, you know, get yourself a memory card or a, a gig or micro SD, um, and get that bad boy slipped in there. Yeah, I think uh, I threw a, a decent probably- sized one in there. Cause we had a couple extras left over from our cameras or whatever. So I think I already have one in there. That's of a decent okay. size. Yeah. Cause they were mostly, there will definitely be like a day one patch. Um, oh yeah. You can count on that for, for something that big there, there's going to be. Yeah. Yeah. So there's definitely going to be a huge download thing because they've, the switch has actually had to do that with a lot of their games. Um, so, uh, that'll probably be that. Um, 
the online, I will say playing Switch online, there were several times during that stream stream last night. I think the first big issue that we had with the internet was because the internet here was being not great. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually, it was so bad, I actually went down and reset the router. Uh, I kicked everybody off all the devices and said, I'm resetting this because nothing's working in my room. <laughs> um, and, uh, I mean, it was telling me, you know, it was telling me that my upload speed was like a megabit. Oh, it was like one megabit. Yeah. You know, my download speed was like half a megabit. And, um, you know, realistically, you were talking about me streaming on my laptop, you know, using the switch while somebody would use Netflix. That's like, not that's not too that's bad. Not super. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's not like, you know, that's not like. Yes, that's intense. You're not hosting a dozen torrents like, with a thousand people in the the you know the swarm. Yeah, and like you know, so that was um, you know, two people streaming and somebody playing online. That's like an average household. So, um, yeah, so it was it was pretty bad. Um, I will say, using Nintendo's online. Oh, first, speaking of that, I don't even have your friend code. I, I had it once and then like they swizzled it a little more and I don't remember if it was the same thing or not, but yeah, we can, we can rectify that. Yeah. Um, the, the online service, I think we talked about this a little bit before, um, when that first dropped, cause I did, exp- I, I have experience with it. I have experience. I got to stand up. Uh, you have experience um, with standing up. That's good. Yeah, standing up. No, my uh, fun fact: I actually went to the uh, I went to the doctor a week ago, and I uh, got muscle relaxers for my back. So um, it turns out, turns out all that sitting uh, isn't so great for the back. Yep. So um, yeah, that's what I've had to throw a pillow f- behind me in the chair that I sit in every day for work, just because. Like I stop and look and like I'm like slouching down and my back is mm. in the shape of like the letter C. So now putting that there and giving me something to sit up against and everything makes it a lot better. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So the back was starting to get on me there. I also can't take those and function in society. So that's fun. So <laughs> he's like, he's like, don't drive with these. They'll make you sleepy. And then I so I you know, got home. I took one. You know, and uh, was just sitting there and was like, and then it was three days later. Yeah, no shit. Like basically, what happened was like everything. I, I told my, I was talking to my mom, and I was like, I'm like, you know, it's, I'm like, I guess, I guess, I'm like, because I felt bad. I'm like, well, maybe I'm like making up the pain, or you know, I, you know, maybe you know, because I don't want, you know, maybe I was over overreacting or something. But I took the, I ended up taking one, and I sat there and it started to take effect. And I, I told my mom afterwards, I go, I go, you know, it's bad when you take a muscle relaxer. And every muscle in your body is relaxed except the one that's supposed to yeah, be. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I'm just sitting there and I'm like, because you could feel like when you obviously, you know, if, for those of you that have it, this is my first time actually taking one um, or first experience with it. So for those of you that don't know, it generally like it loosens up your body. You're not like pooping yourself or, you know, anything like that, but your body's like really loose and, um, just kind of releases so tension all tension. over the place. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. So my body basically did that and everywhere except my lower back. And, <laughs> and it's, it ends up being really noticeable when, when you're in that kind of state. So, um, yeah. So, uh, 
oh fuck, where was I before that? I just totally. I'm sorry. I was reminiscing about the the muscle relaxer. Yeah, not sure. And, <laughs> um, I asked about the injustice. Oh, the online service. So, um, yeah. So the online service was has not been great server wise. Okay. Yeah, uh, I haven't done this. much. I just basically played some of the like the offline Nintendo stuff, other than that, like the old school stuff. But I haven't really done mm-hmm. much from a uh, playing actually connected gaming. Yeah, so um, it was serviceable, but it was not great. Um, after I reset the router, my internet speeds were better um, up here enough so where it didn't actually like disconnect and crash out the game. Mm-hmm. Um. But it was uh, not. Mm, it basically was like we're paying for this, huh? <laughs> and, and now it was, it was more along the lines of I re- you realize that you're paying for the ROMs, not for the online. Oh service, yeah, yeah, yeah. The online service was not very. Um. And now, I mean, I haven't experienced chug like the chug was bad enough where it froze the game and disconnected. Um, last night. So, also, I heard that playing the the old school stuff was pretty tough too. Um, online playing online with other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm actually excited because I actually just added Twin B, uh, which is my one of my favorite cutem ups, and uh, which is funny is because as soon as they like that's one of the games I actually bought overseas, and um. You know, uh, he was like a twin to be like, Oh yeah, I know twin be. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, throw it in the fucking cart. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, trying to me and, oh my God, that was a scene. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I, uh, yeah, so I would honestly like, dude, if probably right now between the two systems, you probably have played more game this just relatively in this year, you've probably played on the switch more than the Xbox. For me, it's been about, I'd say it's probably 50, 50. I played more in the Xbox lately just because the beginning portion of the year when we were traveling, I actually had the switch and I was playing, uh, Mario on the switch. Um, and then I just stopped playing that when I was traveling cause it was killing my neck and I picked up like we talked about in the last couple of episodes, I was playing injustice Two a little bit more. I haven't played that recently, but that's mm-hmm. kind of, it's probably evened out about 50, 50 so far, but I think the portability of the, the version of the switch, regardless of less of a graphic, you know, graphical ejaculation uh is going to be a, a a problem for me so that that shouldn't be an issue plus i was looking at the differences and it seems like they're probably going to be milking the switch version a little bit less because the special edition that you can pre-order for either the ps4 or the xbox is a hundred dollars and that's not like a super duper super fancy one. It's just basically one with a couple of like early pre like early DLC things, which is oh. ridiculous. Um, and they don't have that version for the Switch, so hopefully they're not trying to to milk it or it'll be doing something else. Um, but I was like, oh, like I'll just go ahead and get it for the Xbox and pre-order the special edition. But it, it the fact that it's a hundred bucks and you really get not much besides more of the game that you should be getting in the first place 
just kind of turned me off from that anyway. Um, so that's uh, at least I'll, I'll kind of see where it goes with the switch and then hope, hope that uh, the news comes out and makes my uh, choice a, a little bit uh, kind of confirmed there. Yeah, and they've been getting out of control with these uh, with these collector's editions. Um, I mean, the WWE 2K19 one actually made sense because, like, the top end one had fucking pieces of Ric Flair's actual robes. So that completely made sense. You could pay a couple hundred bucks for that for the game, the steel case, and all of that stuff, and the Mm -hmm. certificate of authenticity and everything. But it's like, if you're just charging me twice as much for the game to get the game I should be getting in the first place, that's bullshit. So that goes back to some of our other conversations about AAA games and all that stuff to begin with. But that's another thing. Yeah. <laughs> yes. No. You you mentioned games you were excited for. Um, one that I'm excited for. I'm super super excited for is uh, my dr- lifelong dream has come true. I can play as a middle aged white man with a failing marriage, who's hopelessly flirting with a coworker. That's right. Firewatch is coming to the Nintendo Switch. That. <laughs> I mean, I hope you didn't take a muscle relaxer because I don't want you to shit yourself because that is the next item on my list of things that I wanted to talk about. It goes Smash Brothers, Mortal Kombat 11 and Firewatch. And so that's where it was like, that's I I don't know how much it's going to be. I haven't looked at it yet, but I was like, oh, it's coming December 17th. That actually is something of interest that I may do because I've had it on my list since we did the first media swap and just checking it out Mm -hmm. and seeing what's there. And based off of a friend of mine being a, uh, I guess technically he's an arborist. So it means he works in the forest and with trees. Mm -hmm. Um, but he's also a uh, volunteer firefighter and goes in out west and fights uh, the firefighter. No, he doesn't fight the firefighters. He fights fires. That would be kind of a, <laughs> that would be a different role as far as fighting the firefighters themselves. Um, but uh, so yeah, so I mean, it's been on I, just based off of all of the trailers that I've seen. It's one that has piqued my interest. But now I'm interested to hear your point of view on why that is uh, uh, such a comically bad decision. Um, no, I love Firewatch. I okay, that's good. Yeah, no, I I absolutely love Firewatch. I love the idea of it. Um, what I'm really excited about is because it's getting on the it's getting released on the Switch. There was a limited run version of the physical on the PS4, so I am very excited to finally get my hands on that game and to finally play it. Um, uh, and because that means the physical, the pre order, and it's I'm going to be able to get it, so which is nice. So that means yeah. it'll end up being like. 40 bucks after shipping or whatever it'll probably be 15 to 20 dollars on the eShop. okay uh but i am super excited because it's a very good game there is a youtuber that i um there is a group of there's like a couple youtubers um that are some uh, they're pretty smart dudes and uh there's this one dude who i think would be pretty cool to have a beer with um, he's called, uh, his, um, he has a really good name too, but his, his channel is called, uh, Satchbag Goods because his first name is Satchel. Okay. And, um, it's, his name is like Satchel, Satchel Drake or something like that. And I'm like, that's a, that's a cool name. <laughs> I'm like, you just, you're just grabbing shit out of cupboards. So, uh, <laughs> um, no, but he's like super smart and he did he does uh his videos would basically be um you know 
he would basically propose like some kind of hypothesis or theory about like the storytelling of a game like Firewatch. And, okay. Um, you know, I can't remember exactly what, cause it's been a while since I watched the video, but uh, so, something like would be like how the dynamic storytelling, like his video would be something along the lines of, uh, how well here, you know what? Let's actually do it justice because we have the internet in front of us. Well, while you look that up uh, a little bit of anecdote there. So while we were talking, I was going to Amazon to add these things to my list. So I don't forget about them. Here are some of the sponsored products related to the item for Mortal Kombat 11 on the switch. There's Just Dance 2019 for the Xbox One Standard Edition. There's a uh, Switch Pokeball Plus Switch carrying case. There's a Switch controller charging dock and charger station. There's a protective case cover for the Switch and the Switch Joy-Cons. And there's a two-blade back hair shaver and back hair remover. One of these (laughs) things is not like the other. Or I guess it's basically <laughs> I should be looking at more things that I I guess is telling me the target audience for the Switch and understand uh, who they who they think is buying all this stuff. So that's uh that that was a uh, definitely a double take when I was uh, just scrolling through some of the uh, other sponsored items there. Yeah. It, uh, so I believe this is basically. Um, here, I'll send you a link to the video. It's been a while since I watched it, but his his quality is insane. Um, he is honestly YouTube's best secret. I'm gonna see. I'm gonna send this to you on. Uh, I'm gonna send the link to you on um, Skype. So hopefully you got it. Um, but he basically like he approaches it in a very ac- he approaches video games in a very academic sense as like you know as a form of art because he's actually a graphic designer and artist himself. So, um, it's really cool. He's really smart. So I saw, I watched this video on this, on this game, um, a couple years ago and he got me pipe. He got me, uh, pumped for it. So I am very excited to play this. And, um, uh, I'm just even more excited to be able to get a physical copy because the PS4 physical copy is, super expensive um i think it's like two one it's between one to two hundred dollars so um very like i'm i'm excited to because i'm like i know there's a physical version i'm not gonna buy the digital Mm -hmm. like that's just kind of the person i am so i'm excited and i've actually been excited that all of these great uh indie games have been coming to the switch because it gives me a chance to actually get the physical releases so uh there's like a saturday morning rpg came out for the switch okay uh which is a super old super old indie game but that came out, and I was finally able to get my hands on that and try that out a little bit. Actually, not going to lie, that was... If I had to pick a game of the year so far uh, from what I've played, at least generally from games that got released on a system that can get counted, mm-hmm. um, that probably honestly would have been it, because that was actually a pretty fun pretty fun rpg that wasn't like super uh super long or super in depth i didn't finish it but i put a chunk of time in it and it felt pretty good and was pretty fun and was cute enough um yeah it was pretty close um 
but yeah, like that was good. Like, so I'm excited to, to see all these games and, uh, I'm like, I'm really excited for firewatch. I'm very excited. Um, because that's going to be a nice game in the sort of the style of gone home. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I like those games. I like, I like exploring new forms of media as a way. Uh, like I, I love it when, when they start to actually consider themselves art and to tell a story. Yeah. It's that's giving all... just kind of taking the art of storytelling to all across different forms of medium. Yep. And I like, I'm a sucker for that and I'm always a sucker for art and self-expression and that. So, you know, when video games start to, you know, you know, um, start to realize that, I mean, no, I'm not saying that, you know, um, context, I mean, you never know when one of these games contextually is going to be held in the same regard as like birth of a nation, mm-hmm. you know, for a film or citizen Kane or, you know, um, you know, or the script to North by Northwest. Um, you know, it, uh, man, I just named the three whitest things I could. <laughs> yeah. You know, was it, we went from what with, with a clan propaganda film, to uh <laughs> to, to Orson Welles uh to <laughs> to Hitchcock so yeah um <laughs> yeah that's pretty uh, I believe that sums up film school in, in itself it's uh, about it's about the <laughs> breadth of uh what I did my cinema 101 class in college so yeah yeah it's it's pretty much the the oomph of it um yeah, it was just strikingly, you know, um, just strikingly how different and how I don't mean to get on one of these soapboxes, but uh, how uh, how uh, Eurocentric <laughs> uh, <laughs> ethnicity wise we can be uh, when it comes to studying art. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, uh, you know, it. I, I love when when games start to really push that medium of storytelling and interactive stories, you have games that do it well, um, like gone home or, uh, what remains of Edith Finch. Mm -hmm. Uh, you have games that do it not so well, like Detroit become human, uh, which focus on basically, uh, David Cage games, uh, like, uh, Detroit Become Human or Indigo Prophecy or which is also called Fahrenheit 9-11 for our uh, European listeners or uh, Beyond Two Souls or um, oh my god oh my god I cannot think of the game I remember the game I know what happens in the game I can't remember the name of it. It's funny because I watched a let's play of it and, uh, or watched clips of a let's play, but no, is that beyond two souls? I don't know. Oh God, I got to God. It's going to drive me freaking nuts. David cage games. You ever notice people, uh, search like uh, heavy rain okay thank you jesus thank you google have you ever noticed that like some people just search things in google strangely 
as far as right. like just a random string of words that you normally wouldn't put or ask as a question. Yeah, like I know I know a person who basically proposes like full thought out weird questions to Google that aren't like like okay, so to you know, loosen some of the magic behind Google. Obviously, Google is a search engine and basically responds to keywords, right? So realistically, to search something, you all you have to say is, I need to look Google, look for X, Y, and Z and find me things that have X, Y, and Z in them. Yep. And Google goes, okay, so if you want to know how to make a banana pie recipe, you would type in banana pie recipe, not Google, how do I make my grandmother's 18, you know, my, my uh, great grandmother's uh, banana pie recipe from 1887? Like, no, no idea. Like, and that is just like an absolutely useless Google search because you're messing up all your, uh, what are they called? Search modifiers? Yep. And so now you've just explained Google with a better grasp than our congressman. <laughs> boop, 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 boop. The only, to be fair the only reason i know that is because the crime i chose to commit back in my teenage years was piracy <laughs> so, not embezzlement and corruption over anyway so <laughs> uh yeah let's, let's let me let me turn that one down before uh microsoft sends all of our our, our chat logs to uh to the nsa <laughs> they cart me off in the uh in the logan logan's run van and um yeah, so, uh, yeah, man, you used to be able to find me sweet music on Google. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I just don't know why folks Google stuff so weirdly. I, I just don't get, I just don't get it. Like, just type in what, just type in the basic things that you need. You want to find a Chuck E. Cheese near you, type in Chuck E. Cheese. Don't type in Chuck E. Cheese with minimal amount of child vomit. Like, <laughs> it's not gonna, that doesn't help you. Like, yep. I, I don't know. I just, Maybe it's because I, I spent a lot of time in college with Google and, you know, Google and I were friends where uh, I would be like, Google, give me all this information on these topics. It's like, it's like, I don't know. Maybe it's because like people, maybe the correspondence to how you use Google is also like, in, is directly correlated to like your use of like a card catalog or rudimentary database software. Yep. <laughs> but anyway, that's <laughs> digress. So the one guy in Idaho that listens to us is like, "Hey, how'd you know about my Google searches for grandma, great grandma's banana pie recipe from 1897?" But yeah, so uh, I don't know. Uh, so as we start to to bring it home here. Um, the other thing that we really haven't talked about at all, but is kind of one thing that we have talked about a lot in general, um, has been WWE stuff. Has that mm -hmm. actually crossed your eyeballs at any time in the, actually, I guess since you've been back stateside, um, because for me, it's basically just been DVRing it and then seeing some of the response on Twitter and then avoiding it. So <laughs> I, I'd be interested to hear your uh, your interaction with that as of late. So 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 mind you, so Survivor Series is my is out of my big four. Like people get hyped for WrestleMania. Uh, people get hyped for Summer. I don't know actually if anybody gets hyped for SummerSlam, but um, out of the big four, you know. Survivor Series is the one that I get hyped for. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, I don't. I almost said any of the normals don't get hyped for SummerSlam. Um, it was like WrestleMania's blow-off show. So anyway, so um, I also get hyped for the Rumble, but I really get. I love the dumb gimmick of Survivor. Yeah, series. same here. I've always loved it. Back when they they had like the Hart Foundation was like the entire thing, and they had literally like the older brothers of you know Brett. And coming out like these guys that shouldn't have been wrestling, but they were having the the full five man tag team of getting mm-hmm. out like the whole family versus everybody else. So that's I, I've always had a soft spot for uh, for the Survivor Series. Yeah, so uh, Survivor Series happened and was a train wreck. War Games happened too, didn't it? Yeah, War Games is much better. So uh, again, that's where all my emotional energy I'm putting into all of the NXT TakeOver pay-per-views is aside from any of the main card pay-per-views. Yeah, so uh, I listened to Cedric Phillips put this best in in his podcast, uh, the Cedric Phillips podcast, uh, copyright, trademark, pending, I guess, or whatever. Please don't sue us. Um, He basically, he he put it best when he was talking to uh, Joey Baggs and said, uh, I think I've come to the point where I realize that the WWE is no longer the... It, I am not the target audience mm-hmm. for the WWE's programming. and Or, or something... That's a for their main programming. Yeah, it, it's basically like, that's, their, that's the thing. It's like, this obviously isn't for me anymore. I don't think I'm going to watch it anymore. And I've kind of been at that point um, my first experimentation there was a, I didn't watch survivor series, uh, because it was a, I heard it was a crock of doo and I took the time to watch war games and war games was actually pretty fun. Uh, let me just say freaking velveteen dream. Holy crap. That kid is good. Yep. That kid is too good to be like 22, like too good, too good. Um, and the fact that he did not win his tough enough. Yeah. Like I, I don't know what, what's going on there. Crazier. So, um, well, that was Hogan probably being low key racist. Yeah. So, um, hey, hey, Holster, don't sue. It's it's your tape, not mine. <laughs> so, um, so man, Gawker died, so we could. I mean, not that Gawker Gawker was the saint of patron saint of anyway. So of anything. Um, yeah. So, um. We all kind of, I mean, everybody kind of knew Hogan was a piece of poop, right? Like, really, I mean, no surprise. Yeah, like, confirmed it. It's like, anyway, so, um, <laughs> allegedly. So, um, that, that legally covers us, right? If I just say allegedly. Yeah. I, everything I've read, <laughs> that's basically everything that it looks like it. So, um, so, uh, I didn't watch the virus series it ended up being a dumpster fire and then they ended up having arguably the worst raw in history. I have a friend. Um, so I have a friend on Facebook, uh, named Jay, um, uh, from back. I've known this dude for years, years and years. And, um, we like some of the same stuff, you know, some of the same nerdy stuff. So, you know, video games, Pokemon wrestling, um, you know, that kind of stuff. And, um, he would basically, if I ever, he'll also follow sorts. So it's like my own, I've, I've talked about it before where it's basically like his Facebook is like a pseudo loose customizable, uh, you know, um, message, you know, like, Oh, update. Oh, this is a relevant, you know, alert. 
and uh his status was i believe it was during the raw it was like nine o'clock i think i was watching something stupid like probably watching the rookie with nathan fillion and that's a whole nother it's a whole nother can mm-hmm. of worms because i actually just watched an episode of that before i came up here to record uh but his status was jesus christ wwe and I was like, okay, well, this probably wasn't good. And then I checked out some of the other stuff and, you know, everybody was poo-pooing on the raw and it was like the worst raw. And I watched, of course, being the free time that I have, anything of raw I basically watch now is basically whatever clips they post on Facebook. And the clip that they choose to highlight their three-hour show that day on their on their show after Survivor Series, which is the equivalent to a smaller extent of your show after WrestleMania mm-hmm. is having Drake Maverick pee on Bobby Roode's robes. Yep. And I saw that and was like, this just isn't for me anymore. Like, I'm like, it's like, there's no, there's no way this is for me. Like, it's you just know. further down the spiral the entire, the entire day. Yeah. And I mean, how many, how many rolls can we open with 30 minutes of Baron Corbin every week? I, I mean, I think we set that as a, uh, we set that as a record this, you know, this go around, um, and yeah. having the same matches over and over again as the, you know, the main event for, you know, the flagship show of the, the company. Uh, and it just ended up being something where it was just kind of like, just kept getting pummeled and pummeled and pummeled. And now I'm just like, like all you see is, is ratings going down and down and down and then just doubling down on it, which seems asinine. Um, but yeah, it's, it, it makes no sense. So I I'm hoping they figure out what to do and turn the corner. I have, you know, looking at the card this week, I have practically no interest in any of the matches, uh, like I, I don't understand why they keep, you know, having the Becky Charlotte, uh, three-way matches. Um, then, uh, the interesting thing what to see what will come of the, the Ronda Nia match with her, with Nia, you know, possibly punching her in the face, uh, or not trying to break her face. Uh, the, the way they've been playing like the Dean heel turn, I was hoping for better at, they've been very weird with that uh, especially with him like getting a flu shot like on tv uh or as opposed Mm, to like like it went from you know back in the day with mcmahon in the attitude area mcmahon being in a hospital bed and stone cold coming in and hitting him hitting him in the head with a bedpan uh as opposed to just like the super weird uh ambrose you know sitting there getting inoculation in a backstage area um and just every match is just like blah. Like you have a, a a ladder match between Elias and Bobby Lashley. Like, ugh. Yeah. It. Yeah. So the. Uh, I I didn't even realize TLC was Sunday until someone told me, and I went, "Huh, that's weird." Well, I'm not going to watch that. Um. Because there's just no. It's 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 just not good. And so here's your spoiler for uh, uh, for your Nia Jax Ronda Rousey match is Nia Jax is probably going to drop Ronda on her head and she's going to be out of commission for four months. Yep. And that's your spoiler. I uh, I'm not look. I 
there's been many times I've been a defender of Nia Jax on this podcast. Um, many a times. And I was very eager to see what she would do. And um, yeah, this nonsense with Becky is, you know, that whole nonsense that went down with Becky is crazy. Uh, and I hope she better know that, A, if she hurts Rhonda, she's probably really shit canned. Being the Rock's cousin is not going to help her. Mm-hmm. B, if she, if she tries to work stiff or tries to shoot with Rhonda, that's going to be a bad day. Yes, you have size on her, but realistically, you're a trained professional wrestler tonight. You're not a trained fighter. And, like, you know, uh, I, I just, A, that match is going to be, that match is going to be bad, and it's not going to be Ronda's fault. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it, you know, and, and especially what I've felt about Ronda lately, um, you know, I, it, once again, not her fault, just victim of booking. She's put in, you know, she's put in good matches. She can have good matches when she wrestles somebody who's not Alexa Bliss or Nia Jax. And, um, you know, her matches with. Uh, who she, she matched with Charlotte, didn't she? Nia? Oh, Nia? Or Ronda? No, Ronda. Yeah, I mean, Ronda had was yeah. the match with Charlotte at Survivor Series where basically then, I mean, it was it was a pretty decent match throughout. And then Charlotte just kind of went AWOL and then hit her with a kendo stick. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, that was that was a good match. Um, and she's had good matches with. with uh, for folks, you know, I, I am very disappointed in Naya. Um, you know, you know, that's like a, you know, that's like a 40, 60 or 60, 40 split with responsibility. Part of that's her employer for putting her out there when she's so green and, mm-hmm. you know, part of it's not kind of just step, you know, part of it's not just stepping up to it. So, um, you know, I probably going to be looking forward to the rumble. Uh, which is the next real pay-per-view. And then, it's you know, honestly, it still feels like there's too many pay-per-views. Uh, I agree completely. The, they the, get rid of the blind spread. There's no... Just be... A, again, I mean, we've talked about it before, but it ends up feeling like it's just like, oh, there's this one, and then they need to build up for the next one, and then they need to build up for the next one. It just you, It's fatigue, and uh, similar to me with Magic sets, where I don't even know what set we're in at the moment. Um but it just ends up being a case where uh, it's just too much all the time and trying to jam, you know, too many, uh, too many 10 pounds of shit into five pound bags type thing. Yeah. I, you know, I think they've cut it, they cut it back to 13. Obviously 13 is too many. I think they could probably get away with eight, but that's such a huge, that's such a huge loss of uh, revenue for them. If they, I don't even know anybody who still orders pay-per-views, so, um, but it, so the only upside to that is with all of this is I will say, and we'll have to follow up and, and keep up to date on this one is survivor series 2019 is in Chicago. So that's right. That's the one we'll have to look at where I wouldn't mind investing in some nice uh, VIP seats for the NXT takeover event that weekend. Uh, since that's the, those are the matches that are actually going to be worth it. Uh, and then uh, figuring out some of the, the rest of the weekend there, but that would be something that we can plan a, uh, plan a trip for you uh, coming out for if you're not uh, Japan side by that point. Yeah, no, that would be totally dope. 
I could get I could get behind that. Please listen carefully. 